0: hello texans and welcome we have a round table here and we've debated on what we are going to talk about at first it was going to be a look back at 2021 but we said you know what that's so bad to look back you want to look forward yeah 13 losses you want to just say let's turn the page look forward 2022 exciting schedule new coaches let's see what happens in year two of the casario era so Here are some categories we've established and we'll probably adjust these along the way. Let's go with players we're looking forward to seeing and maybe rookies. Shall we do that? Drew, Johnny, DP, you think so? Please people who were rookies this year. And I think there's one very obvious one, but DP, I'm going to allow you to start here and take that person or take another person. If you
1: like. I mean, I'm going to take Davis mills. I thought you were going to say, pick a rookie. That's not named Davis mills, but we don't really have a lot of rookies. So (laughs) Limiting. So I'm going to take the obvious one. I thought Davis Mills, the way he ended the year, I mean, gave a lot of people hope, so much hope that now we're not even talking about quarterbacks in the draft. We're talking about all the other position groups. So I think with a full season under his belt, I mean, he didn't even have, a, he wasn't even named the starter heading into week one, you know, heading into OTAs and training camp to get all those reps and then see how well he does. I'm, I'm super excited. I, I know everybody is, but that's got to be the obvious choice for me, Davis Mills. So, yeah. so pumped to see him in year two.
0: Number one in the red zone, eight touchdowns, no picks, not a big sample size, but that was notable to me that he put up that stat. Johnny, what do you have?
2: I'll take the road less traveled. I'll take Garrett Wallow mm-hmm. linebacker. I'll leave the, I'll leave the uh, higher ranked fly boys to the rest <laughs> of you. <laughs> if there's
3: That's one thing, picks.
2: if there's one thing that we saw with Garrett Wallow being on the field of speed, now, he's growing up in uh, Riverridge John Curtis. I've um, played in New Orleans for Johnny Curtis there. He played at Gary uh, TCU for Gary Patterson. The guy knows defense. He's smart. But, man, when you see him run and close on the football, my goodness. So linebacker core last year at the training camp. I remember counting, like, man, there are seven vets in Garrett. And there were seven vets. Six of them came from different locations. And then Zach. Well, obviously, we know what happened to Zach. So we don't know how that position is going to be situated this year. However, I think Garrett Wallow's got to play a role in it some way, shape or form. I don't know if it's as a permanent starter in this defense, but I know he runs to the football like you want a 2022 NFL linebacker to run the football. We used to have guys like BMAC and Cushing. Those guys are now outside linebackers or they're out of the league. You have to be able to fly you have to be able to run, and Garrett Wallow can do that. So I'm going with Garrett Wallow to impact his defense. I'm really excited about what he can do. Even though he had the the least amount of starts of all these rookies, Garrett Wallow is the guy that I'm most excited about going into 2022.
3: Nice. Drew? He was a baller on special teams, too. So those are both two good choices by the the two of you. I'm going to go with Roy Lopez. He was somebody that we kind of fixated on here internally right after he was drafted, as we saw more about – Oh, he's a wrestler. Oh, his dad is a high school head coach. Oh, he transferred and did this. Oh, we heard from Sean Cody who called one of his games and played the same position. And he said he did. So like, we were kind of excited about him, you know, and he was the last guy picked. And then all he does is come into camp pretty much take a starting position starting in week two and do what you need the guy to do. And a little bit more at a very thankless position there on the interior of the defensive line. And then, Kind of the cherry on top of it for me was he was the last player I interviewed for the player pregame show that we Mm do uh, on the radio. And also I do a Drew's dozen with him and he's just kind of really inspiring, you know, talking about his journey and talking about how his, his family means so much to him and how he was, you know, when he was succeeding, he was doing it for them and it made him feel so warm. And I kind of, you know, I almost had a tear tingle down to my eye, but uh, he was talking about his goals for year two And if you listen to him, he hasn't even scratched the surface of what he believes he can be. So that's got me enthused because I thought he played at an above average level this year as a rookie. So I can't wait to see what he does in year two.
0: I like that. And you know what that means? Because I have the pass catchers left Mm -hmm. as rookies. I've got Brevin Jordan, Nico Collins. Honorable mention: Jimmy Morrissey at play yes. center mm-hmm. uh, awesome. as a guy they didn't draft, but he's a rookie and we'll see what he can do, but I'll go with Nico. I mean, come on, Nico going into year two, didn't play football in 2020 during the COVID year at Michigan came in, did some things, no doubt about it. Play of the year, I think this is my play of the year and I don't even think we featured it in our video of Plays of the year which was the dagger that Davis Mills threw to Nico on that slant against the Chargers because he audibled into it and he had a rookie snap on the ball a rookie throwing the ball a rookie catching the ball. hail to the rookies so Nico's my guy. all right let's go with non-rookie you're excited to see next year now, some of the people aren't under contract. Maybe we can influence Nick Casario to sign some of these guys. I don't know, but uh, we do have the draft class from 2020. We do have some people to pick from that. We are very confident are going to be around in 2022. You never know, but let's just hope. DP, what do you have? You go first. Oh with my this gosh. Game, I've right? got John Grenard. Okay.
1: I love what he was able to do. He seemed really disappointed with year two, uh, unfortunately for him, because I thought he really showed out in year two compared to his rookie year where we're not, really, we were really sure what to make of him. But he really flourished moving up to the D line. He had eight sacks. I know he was he was more disappointed that he didn't get to double digit sacks, but he only played in like 12 games. I mean, he missed some games with injury, missed some games with COVID. He says he's going to work this offseason on his body, getting healthy, getting ready. He is so not satisfied with the stats that he's put up. And he's not satisfied with stats in general. He just wants to go out and win games. But The way he just conducts himself in press conferences and interviews, I felt like he really made a rookie jump there too. I mean, he was pretty good as a rookie, but every time he went to the podium, every time he talked, I mean, he's just very honest and open and Mr. Personality. I had a chance to interview him for the deep slant. He talks so much about his mom and where he's come from. He just seems so humble and appreciative and yet really likable and funny. So when a guy like that does well in the field, it's it's super exciting to see. And can I just add that he is going to be on Monday's episode of The Bachelor.
0: Oh, that's big. Sarah. That's big. Didn't they it. shoot that a while back? And he we shot it a while back. He's not okay. the
1: only one. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say who the other person is, but John Grenard.
0: Did he get a rose or I don't even know. <laughs> he's, okay.
1: okay, he's not The Bachelor. He's okay. just on the show.
0: I see. Hey, All not right. So
1: Common grugier Hill. I feel like I should throw him out there too. So, okay. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny watches The Bachelor. I know you two don't, but maybe that'll entice you to watch. You guys it.
0: should do a podcast on The Bachelor. Anyway, Johnny, what do you have in this category of players who oh, are not real. rookies likely to be back in 2022 that you're excited to see?
2: Okay. Watch me. Dis- destroy Deepest thoughts of me. I did not watch one ounce of The Bachelor when my daughter and wife were in Los Angeles. So I don't know what that says about their influence on me uh. or mine on them, <laughs> but I didn't watch any of The Bachelorette recent season. I will sum up this person with, and if you think about it for a second, you realize, hmm, John's right. There is no more important person this off season outside of Davis Mills from a player perspective, than Titus Howard. He stole yours, Drew. Great one. I think Titus Howard is the biggest domino of all to fall Mm. for this team because you have to figure out what he is. Is he an interior offensive lineman? Is he a tackle? If he's a tackle, which side? And if he is the left side, then what happens to Laramie? As I said, the dominoes have to mm. fall and Titus Howard and the organization's evaluation of Titus Howard becomes that much more important. And it was very clear just watching Titus. I don't, I mean, PFF grades were like 20 something points different from guard to tackle, but you didn't even need that. You just needed to watch. And when you watch Titus at guard, you could tell, mm, not very comfortable. You get him out on tackle on the edge where he's used to playing. And I saw him after the Chargers game and I looked at him, I said, just like riding a bike, huh? And he looked back at me and said, best grade I had all year. So Titus is very aware of it as well. He won't say it because he is a good teammate, trying to be a great teammate. He, I think, would love to play tackle. That then sets off dominoes for a lot of different things. Number one, what happens to Laramie? Number two, the strength of this draft is in the tackle position so that then you look at at the top of the draft. I have four offensive linemen in the top 10, three of them are tackle candidates. Mm. So from that perspective, Titus Howard carries a lot of importance this off season and on into 2022.
1: What a great I point. It was great that he got to play so many different positions this year. I mean, the season itself was not great, but it was great for players because of COVID. You got to see them start in spots that you normally wouldn't have put them, placed them in. So I feel like to your point, Johnny, he, I mean, we were able to see him graded at the guard position at left tackle, you know, obviously what he could do at right tackle the first two years. And now you kind of know what you have in him. I feel like moving forward and you're right. It's It's
2: decision time is what it is. It's now decision time because for Titus, poor Titus, he played the very first game of his career at guard. Then he moved out to, tackle in, in his rookie year. Then he got hurt after a good rookie year. He came back the next year. He's playing right tackle. Then this year, he moved into guard. I don't disagree with you, DP, that, you know, hey, this year, yes, this was a great year to get a good look at everybody, to evaluate what you had, because as Nick Casario said many times, this is going to be process over results. And so, yes, it's a year in a career. You don't ever want to waste a year in some sense. But this year was a great year to be able to look at players at various positions and then go into 2022 and decide what do you have? Because you don't want to squelch the development of a young offensive lineman. And I feel over the years, there's one poster boy, if you will, for how development gets squelched when you keep moving him from position to position to position. That's Xavier Suafilo. Now, Xavier's still in the league and he's playing well. But part of the reason he's playing well and has played well is because they stuck him at guard and left him. But he was moved from guard to tackle to tackle to guard to guard to tackle. That eventually stunts the development of a player, and I don't want that to happen to Titus. I want him to find the right position for him to be a Texan, and then what are the dominoes that then have to fall after that decision is made?
0: Okay, Drew, what do you have for player returning that's not a rookie that you're excited to see in 2022?
3: I'll give you one. Because D.P. and John took my two. And as a corollary to John's, let's ponder this for what we might see from Titus Howard. In all likelihood, we're seeing a new offensive system of sorts. How much does that accelerate his growth and the rest of the line's growth? Because I think you can argue over the last six, seven years, we've not seen the best play from the offensive line. And I think it's largely in part. To the system that's here. So keep that in mind. But give me some bang on special teams. My guy's Tremont Smith. What does mm. he do with a full season as the lead dog on kickoff returns? What's he do there? So uh, I'll go with him because, hey, that, that kickoff return for a touchdown turned the game around when he did that. And so much fun to see. Frank Ross, is, I think he's cooking up something special with the special teams unit. And you saw some really good stuff in punt coverage with cam johnston what he was doing and the guys around him the gunners that you know the money aside that's the reason he signed with houston was the enthusiasm about who was going to be down there covering punts so tremont smith was one of those guys that did that made open field tackles as a kickoff return coverage guy so i, I want to see a little bit more from him and you know a little bit more of what we saw this year well there's we numbers- him on
1: offense too can we see him get a few more carries I'm cool
3: with that weapon X.
0: I, I like that. I like that. Just throw that in every once in a while because yeah. you force the opponent to at least think about preparing for it. And that might throw a wrench into their week that they didn't want to.
2: I mean, if teams aren't going to kick in the ball, if teams aren't going to kick in the ball, put him back there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the chargers, the chargers just weren't going to kick in the ball. I mean, after you'd run one back, they weren't going to kick in the ball. So yeah, go teach him toss sweep. That's what, yeah. you know, the 49ers did that with Debo they taught him toss sweep. Then it was okay. Well, here's another play. Well, here's another play. And before you know it, Debo's run for about 465 yards in addition to the receiving yards. So teams aren't going to kick in the ball and he's that valuable. Put him back there. Let him see what he can do.
0: I love these guys around the leagues that are wep- around the league that are weapons like Patterson and players yes. like that, LaVisca Chenault and yes. Debo. And you can do different things with them and go ahead, have at it. All right. Uh, my guy would be, look, you mentioned Grenard. Let's go back to that class of 2020 and go to Ross Blacklock because I think that this was his rookie year. You know, 2020 was just a throwaway year for so many guys. It was a terrible season. It was COVID. It was everything. At least you went through it. You got through it. You had a normal, quote, off season, But a new coaching staff coming in and a new system on defense. Now, you might have another new system on defense. We'll see how it goes with the new regime coming in. But I want to see Ross in year three, which is kind of like a year two. And I believe that uh, you'll get some dividends paid. And I know that they're going to at least give them a shot here. There's so many other guys that had one year deals. You wonder if they're coming back guys that you want to see come back. You're not sure because they have to agree. You have to agree. All of it has to happen. So I'll pick Ross right now. All right. Next category here is we're going over things that we are looking forward to in 2022. Home games. All right. Everybody gets to pick one. One home game. We don't know when the games are, but we know the opponents. And I'm going to change the order here. And we're going to go with Drew first here on home games you're looking forward to. Go ahead, Drew.
3: Mm, This is a tough one.
0: Ooh. Is it?
3: You get first pick in this draft. That I want to see. Like, this is kind of what we were were alluding to this at the the outset. You know, we had some categories that were – Originally, we were going to debate, and I was—I was kind of the sourpuss that was like, "I don't want to see who's going to come in." You know, but I guess home games that I'm looking forward to. How about the Chiefs? You know, since they. They've uh, been so I don't I don't want to do the Chiefs. Screw the Chiefs. I don't want to see the Chiefs here. They're the um, Chiefs, Drew. No, nah, I don't I really don't like seeing them because they're yeah. I'll go with the Titans. I like I like it when the Titans come to town because mm-hmm. they are beatable and I think we can I think the Texans can beat these guys. Didn't work out the way we liked the last two years. You know, two years ago it didn't count because we were we yanked our starters, we had just clinched the division, but I like uh, I like it when the Titans come to town. I'm going. I with liked
0: that. at least splitting with them this year.
3: Yeah, Deeply, that was what nice. do you have?
1: Oh, you know what? I had there's a there's several home games that I'm excited about. So, hmm, I'm gonna say the Colts. I just the way their season ended. Oh, so good. Everyone is so high on the Colts. I know Mark is just so excited. So I started watching Hard Knocks. I may watch it again because that was I have family in Indianapolis and they were just devastated which was funny to me i don't know why i grew up in indianapolis but it's funny now because you know the, everybody was so high on the colts no one wanted to play them in the playoffs and then they they lost the lowly jaguars in the final game of the season i mean i felt like they thought they had a clear path so i want to see them back i don't know what's going to happen with their quarterback situation i'd be shocked if it was carson wentz it seemed like chris ballard wasn't too uh he was kind of non-committal when asked mm-hmm. about Carson Wentz being their starter for next year. So I'm very intrigued by who their starting quarterback is. And I feel like they're very beatable. They always seem like the Colts were this tough team that was hard to beat in recent years. I feel like it's beatable. And I feel like they're kind of down right now. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them uh, at Energy Stadium. And it'll be, it'll be a new quarterback, too.
0: I'll tell you what. You know, those satisfying videos. And I mentioned this in a podcast with Johnny that you see on Twitter. Satisfying <laughs> videos. So satisfying to see the Patriots get blown out and the Cowboys lose. And to watch Mm -hmm. that hard knocks episode of the Colts losing was just so good. Really. I mean, considering everything, you know, we've been through this year with four and 13 and everything just difficult, but seeing those things happen, really made me smile, and I needed a little pick-me-up, so that was good. I really appreciate that from the Colts and from the folks at Hard Knocks who captured the misery very well. Johnny, what do you have as a home game you're excited about in 2022?
2: Philadelphia Eagles. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I like games in which you don't see teams in your building all that often, Mm i.e. NFC teams. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's reason one. Reason two, their quarterback is from Channelview, just outside of Houston. So Houston represent with Jalen Hurts. Philadelphia Eagles, that's mine. I'll go with the Washington,
0: what are they going to be called team? <laughs> Hasn't it leaked out yet? Isn't it like Commodores or the something, Admirals. or the Commanders, the what? The Admirals. The
1: Space Wait. Cowboys.
3: Admirals is Come nautical.
0: On. How can you do that, really? Right? Aren't they going
3: to be the same? Aren't, aren't, isn't there a good chance they just stay in the WFT? I was like, what no. if it's the
0: same? WFT no. is too a, much a like WTF. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's going to work for them long term. So it's for
3: sure not going to be that.
0: Not the WFT. No, it's huh. not that. It's not that. I uh, The Red Hogs was out there. I was like, okay, no. but I guess it would know, fun. it feel good for like a week, and then you'd say, well, wait a minute. We're the Red Hogs. This is not very good. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see them come in with their new name. Now, the last time Washington was here was 2014, Bill O'Brien's debut, and the Texans won that game. Jake Rudin was coaching Washington. He's been interviewing for offensive coordinator jobs. Alfred Blue stuff. blocked a
3: punt turn it for yes, a score
0: that was awesome Cloudy. we got, got knocked off the air due to a lightning storm oh and i lost my mind in the booth i mean that was <laughs> not good not a good day all right so drew are you gonna poo poo road games then if i ask like what road games <laughs> you're looking forward to or are you gonna like step all over that one
3: i like the I'm, road trips i like the road trips and about- for that i choose chicago i just jump right in i love going to chicago don't give a rip about The game that's going on, I just think it's a fun city to visit. Uh, One of my best friends lives there. There's always something going on in Chicago. Mm. Up there with New York where the Texans are also going. So I'm going with Chicago, though. That's mine. I love going there. I've only been there once. And the only time I went, 7-1 and Texans against the 7-1 and Bears. Sunday Night Football Mm. 2012. Houston won. One of the big wins that year.
0: Very nice win. Very nice trip indeed. Sunday Night Football. Johnny, what do you have? Oh, come on, man. This one's easy.
1: Johnny's going to take my answer. Yeah,
0: yeah. You got to leave it for DP, Johnny. No, no. Go all ahead, right, all right, Anybody okay.
1: can take it. I am sorry, you okay. can take it.
2: No. DP, go ahead. I'll follow you then. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I just am so excited to see this new stadium in Las Vegas, everybody. That's really what I'm there to see. I love new construction, mm-hmm. the atmosphere, no, I'm just kidding. I, I can't wait to, I think an, a, a, an NFL football game in Vegas would be exciting. Even if you're the road team, I think that there will be a, so many traveling Texans. I've already heard people that I know that don't normally travel to Texans games talking about going to this game in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah.
3: But this what if it's in Mexico city? In Vegas. No, I hope can't that there's a bye city. week
1: after it. So that sure we can, can hang out there for a little bit longer. But I mean, that might just be asking for too much, but I, I, I hope that we're on this road trip. I hope COVID's gone so we can travel and, and see the atmosphere firsthand. Thank I, can't, ima-
0: I can't imagine them moving this one to Mexico City. And Drew's I think, talking about... Uh, I, think in it'd be in a,
3: I think it'd be in an AFC year where we have nine home games. You know, they'd make right one of those. That's what I think would happen.
0: AFC has Bingo. eight oh. home games, and they the should. Raiders are in a brand new highly revenue generating stadium. So they're not going to make them miss a home game like they did in 2016 when they were playing in the black hole, uh, which was a black hole in more ways than one. I mean, the place was just a money pit. And they wanted to get out of there anyway. So they were more than happy to go to Mexico city at the time. And they have a ton of fans down there, but so do the Texans and the Texans have it as one of their market area teams. That's out of us soil. So that's pretty cool. Eventually. And maybe it's next year, like 2023, that the Texans go to Mexico city. I don't think it's going to happen this year or they'll play an NFC opponent there. So we'll see what
2: happens. Anyway, DP picked Vegas, Johnny, what do you have? Road okay. Okay. Both Drew and Deepy took very good ones, two of my favorite places. Yes, I was going to say Vegas, and then it hit me. (laughs) Wait a second. The NFC East road trips this year should be one and two. Mm -hmm. And I'm leaving one, and I'm leaving this one for Mark. But I like going to MetLife. I know it's in Jersey. I like MetLife. But I like the fact that both times that we have been to play the Giants and the Jets, we got a chance to go into the city. See New York City and then play the game the following day. We got a well, we lost in 2014 to the Giants, won in 2018 against the Jets. But going back there, it's an opportunity to finally beat the Giants. I think, yeah, never beaten the Giants. Is that right, historian Vandermeer?
0: No, we've beaten the Giants.
2: Okay, well, this will be an opportunity Not there, to, yeah, to beat the Giants in. New York City, Mm -hmm. never know who we might be facing because their GM and head coach is still in flux at a minimum. And I don't think Daniel Jones will be the quarterback, so we'll see. But going to face the Giants on the road, I I love it. The historian that I am, I wish we could play that game Mm -hmm. in Yankee Mm -hmm. Stadium, even if it's a new Yankee Stadium. But that said, I like MetLife. It's a great, great venue. Um, I think that place gets loud even when it's not 100% filled. But we played him in 14. I didn't think it was a great Giants team, and that place was jam-packed. I love going to place the Giants. Leaving the final one for you, Mark, the very easy one. Well, it's
0: obviously <laughs> Big D where last time you were there it was a sea of red, a sea of battle red. And, look, I watched the Niners and Cowboys game, as did 42 million other people uh, this weekend, and the Niners fans represented well. And they did that year. I want to say they played them the year the Texans played them as well in 2014 in big D and they had a ton of fans then as well as the Texans did and it's just going to be you talk about Vegas for a traveling Texan next year is location wise as good as it gets it's going to be phenomenal also a untouchable trip to yeah and I think that you know the storylines are interesting because I can't name all the quarterbacks Derek Carr will be back in Vegas right should yes. be I mean come on who are you going to get to replace him but Chicago will be fields. Probably it's gotta be by then. Right. Otherwise, what'd you do that for? Although the regime is gone. Uh, the giants, are they going to stick with Daniel Jones? No, is is Miami really sticking with Tua? You don't know that, right? For now. So there's some mystery there. And is Dallas sticking with Dak? Of course they are. All right. So final thoughts here. Anybody have a parting shot on the way out about anything in particular related to 2022? Who wants to go first? Jump ball, jump ball.
1: I mean, I think it's interesting how many first-year head coaches will be facing again next year. I mean, yes. have this year and next year. I mean, you look at the schedule: Jacksonville,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: Miami, Giants. You've got Miami, Chicago,
0: Chicago. <laughs> Raiders. You
1: know, got, <laughs> is Vegas? Is Vegas? Uh, you know,
0: iffy because Bassachia is I mean, interviewing, but he's not a, um, a lock at you know press time, as they would say in writer land, right, Drew? At press time. At record time. There you go. You guys have anything else to say about 2022?
3: Improvement. Looking forward to improvement. Mm -hmm. Texans will be better next year. Mm -hmm. Johnny? Just by how much?
2: Well, I spent three games in the driving rain all year, so the fact (laughs) that we play Vegas inside, (laughs) Indy inside, Mm -hmm. uh, is very pleasing to me. Dallas Dallas inside. I'll take as many games inside, and I actually was cheering really hard for the Bears to win the final game week 18 against the Vikings, because that would have meant Minnesota instead of Chicago and Minnesota's inside. And we could have seen that skull Mm. chant, which is really, really scary. That said, uh, I'll take three games inside three out of nine on the road. I'll, I'll take it. And the other thing we didn't talk about obviously preseason and training camp, whether there'll be joint practices or an opportunity for joint practices, which are always fun. Uh, in some respects to go and there've been some fans that have made the trip to try and do some of that so hopefully that'll be on the docket for 2022 as well
0: I'll sign up for another trip to Green Bay right now please mm-hmm. in another week mm. up there like they had in 2019 that'd be cool but in 2020 not game related but I'm looking forward to a draft party that'll be really nice get enough of COVID out of the way so you can have a draft party because you have the number three pick in the draft At present time, you never know what they do. Thanks a lot, guys, for being on the call. Have a great day, everyone. Go Texans!